Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Martin Plant is all about the Chicago Bears' Week 3 win over the Atlanta Falcons, a game that saw a quarterback change, a game that saw a second historic lead change, a game that makes absolutely no sense other than the fact that it's 2020 and things that are uh, that would never happen are happening all of the time because of COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 has prevented a preseason. COVID-19 has prevented a lot of things. And that's why we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating to you, me, them, everybody.com. Go to you, me, them, everybody.com. Uh, it's also in every single podcast description. It's on our about page. It's super easy to donate. Uh, any money would be uh, very much appreciated because um, a lot of things have been destroyed because of COVID-19. Uh, and I promise that all of the money donated to you and everybody will not go to the NFL Network. Uh, in fact, zero dollars will go to the NFL Network or the NFL in general um, for obvious reasons. Uh, Martin is a good friend of the show. Martin's been on this show a dozen times, more than that. Uh, he's, a, he's a very funny stand-up comic. Uh, he's also from Great Britain, and he's also a Chicago Bears fan that lives in Kansas City. So um, try to find another one of those, and you probably won't. And if so please reach out to Martin uh, because you probably are the only other person from the United Kingdom that's a Chicago Bears fan that's living in Kansas City. Here's Martin. Bear down. Did we lose that game or win that game? Uh, I mean, won that game in the exact sort of same style as we really did the Lions game, but with one obviously very sizable difference, which I'm sure we're going to get to talk about at some point. Of course. So... I shouldn't have said, did we lose that game? Or did the Falcons lose that game? Uh, both. Okay, that so you're going to go with both. Yeah, it's definitely a mixture of they should have put that game to bed. Um, but that's the Falcons for you. I mean, they, they literally, I mean, Cowboys last week, Super Bowls, like they just, they can't. There's something about that team where they're like a racehorse. They go off too quick and then they just get caught. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know what it is about their play style. I don't know how they're so good for two, three quarters, but then they just, they cannot, that third, fourth quarter just finish. They can't finish the task. Did this game and, okay, did this game happen non-COVID times? Would the Bears been able to come back if this was a year ago? I mean, if it was a year ago, no, but that purely being there was nobody to, take Trubisky out Got for. It. Okay. Uh, so you're saying even if this even if the even if the Falcon Stadium was full, same result. I mean, I don't know if you can ever say exact same result because fans do make a difference, but I don't know if they would have made enough of a difference. I mean again, they lost the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's fifty percent your fans screaming at the top of their lungs for your Super Bowl win. Uh, it's just, it's just. I don't know what it is. It's about the coaching style, maybe that they just kind of try and coast that last little bit, or they give too much and they don't have enough in the tank to to end it out. But, but I mean, take nothing away from from us too. Honestly, I mean that. Oh, that's yeah. Still, you got to come back from three touchdowns, which is which is hard to do. And it shouldn't have been three touchdowns because one of those interceptions for the Falcons was a Bears touchdown. Yes, it was the Allen Robinson one was yeah. unequivocally a touchdown. There was some terrible officiating around the league yesterday. There was a lot of calls that were incorrect, um, that seemed almost unfair at some point. But the Bears had a lot of stuff go against them yesterday that was kind of unreasonable. Like Akeem Hicks had a couple of hits that kept being rough in the passer, which I mean they were very light, if if even. Mm-hmm. And they're 15 yard penalties, their first downs. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's giving an opportunity to a team that you're already trying to come back against. 
Where did you watch yesterday's game? Uh, at a bar. Okay, so it, it, you're in Kansas City. I'm in Washington, D.C. There aren't really bars here that are showing football, to my knowledge. There's a, there's a handful that have like the projector outside, but for the most part, no one's going into bars here because they can't. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to. Um, yeah. How is it? There? I live in the Midwest. They, give, they don't they don't get any fucks here. Okay. I mean, you can still you can still go watch a Chiefs game in person here. It's limited capacity. Understood. So they're one of the few. They're one of the few stadiums that they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Exactly. Let's say you could go to a Chiefs game. You have tickets for tonight's game. I don't even know if it's in Kansas City, but you have tickets for tonight's game. I think game it's in Baltimore against the Ravens. Um, Would you go? Depending on how I felt it was being done, maybe. Uh, so let's I think say you, if you get were... free tickets. Would you then do research to see how it's being done? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't just straight go. Okay. I think that's stupid. Um, I think I think given that, I mean, from what I know from being here, it's an outdoor stadium. It's not a dome. I wouldn't go to a game in a dome. Um, I would see what the capacity is. I would see, you know what I mean, how far apart you're making people be, what's your... What you're, in and out strategy for the parking lot and, you know, stuff like that. But I think, I think if you were to do it correctly, it can still be done, especially with outdoor stadiums. It's just, I don't think it's being, I, I applaud the people who are just doing it and just saying like, look, like, forget about it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it next year rather than trying to like see how you, cause you're making that risk reward calculation of how many people's health can we put at risk to make us money and how, you know what I mean? You're trying to find that like, Car company recall number for the faulty seatbelt. But you, um, okay, but here's a, here's a curveball. You've had coronavirus. I have. So, but your antibodies only ever last so long. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that they don't know yet, and I think a lot of what they don't know is research-wise, like when you because I believe they think you can get it again. Yeah. Because people in other countries have re-caught it. Um, but they don't know if it's worse the second time, better the second time. There's a lot of conflicting scientific information about that. And it's just new. So, I mean, I wouldn't just because I've had it once, you know, I mean, I will, I will say that it was like a couple of months after I'd had it where you felt a little bit safer because you're like, well, I've already had it. So antibodies being what they are, you know what I mean? Especially when the time when that still really, they weren't doing face masks or face masks weren't recommended by the CDC yet or they were new or it was like a maybe thing. Like, you know, I, I at least felt a little bit safer being like, well, it's unlikely that I would get it again right now. Let's say um, the Chicago bears make the super bowl and it's in a dome and you get tickets and they're free. Are you going to go to that game? If Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback, I don't think the bears get to the super bowl. If in Mitch my Trubisky hypothetical where you get free <laughs> tickets to the super bowl and you have free lodging and transportation, but the difference is Mitch Trubisky is starting. Do you risk your life to go see the Super Bowl in person? Uh, Jesus, that, that's tough. That is a tough <laughs> one because they, when are you ever going to get that? When is anybody ever going to give you completely free Super Bowl anything? Uh, and to see the bear, I mean, it's something I would probably do. I'd probably take the gamble on it, on that, just because that's an opportunity that's, you know, I wouldn't go like it's the whole thing. I wouldn't go risk my life to watch us play the fucking Cleveland Browns. But you know what I mean? If you're going to get free Super Bowl experience with everything and it's your team, I mean, you're probably going to you're probably going to gamble the dice on that one. Probably before week one, I said the Bears were going to go eight and eight. And uh, we mm-hmm. are. And I said that we were going to start the season four. and oh. so far I'm right on track. Where did the 2020 Chicago Bears end? What is our record? I think we'll be around 10 and six. 
Ten and six. You're the I'm highest upset. prediction yet. Now, uh, do we make the playoffs with a ten and six record? I think that the answer is clearly a yes, right? Yes. I think Green Bay take the league. I think we go second. Okay, so even, even at ten, no one has yet picked the Bears to win the division. I love that even at a ten and six record, you're like, yeah, the Packers are still going to be better than us. They are. They're going to be twelve and four or something ridiculous. Sure. They're just they're grinding teams down. The teams that they're beating, they're beating them just consistently. They have so many options, and they usually have our number twice a year. So you give them two games and take of course, two off. Of course, of course, of course. I would I would happily take I would take one of them. But you know what I mean. Oh, you've sure. got it. You've got it in your right mind factor that you're probably going to lose to the Packers twice, especially this year. Who's the Chicago Bears' starting quarterback in that uh, wild card game? I mean, I would be surprised if Trubisky ever plays again for the Bears. I mean, without something happens to fold, or you know what I mean? That's the thing. So once again, who's the Bears' starting quarterback in that game? Do you think Nick Foles can make it the next X amount of weeks without being injured? That's the million-dollar question. That's, but, I mean, that's why I'm asking our, it. Considering that we have a pretty decent offensive line, we're at least giving him the best possible shout mm-hmm. to not get injured. But, I mean, it's it's like anything. I mean, there's so many great players that, you know, it depends. Who, who's his legacy going to be? Is he going to be one of those people that eventually does turn it around? Or is he going to be one of those stories where you knew they had the talent, but they just couldn't stay healthy? You know who he is? He's Jim McMahon. Could be. Based on Could his, be, I always, based on his number, based on his uh, styling yesterday, based on winning one Super Bowl but never being a premier quarterback, he's Jim McMahon. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's pretty. No, well, um, God, I always uh, name escapes me, but old quarterback for the uh, Eagles under Andy Reid. Oh, Donovan uh, McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, that's why I, I think about that too a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, Donovan McNabb was very similar in that that skill set, that everything else, had the abilities, had the capabilities, had a great team around him, just just couldn't, just for some reason, just never going to make that Yeah, but Donovan McNabb was an all-star. He was an all-star that, like, led the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Foles took over, like, when horrible things happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, the Bears have a a weird trait of doing that because, I mean – the year we went to the last Super Bowl we went to, which was Kyle Orton mm-hmm. all the way, and then they get to the Super Bowl and they're like, "Oh, we stick Grossman and he's probably going to be good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the logic of that is something that it's been 14 years. I still don't understand that. You know what I mean? There's that all thing of this guy clearly, his skill set, his ability to lead this team got you where you are, and then for the clutch moment, you're just going to punt it to some rookie kid well, who's going to be renownedly terrible that to you don't be know fair, that at the time, of course. To but. be fair, the defense is what got us there. The offense fair. handed off the ball. Which That's is n- not a bad thing. But do I mean, you, it's working. Do you Whatever think that is, this I mean, team the, has any shot of making it past the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me there too. are teams I don't think we'll beat. I don't. I, I, I mean, it depends. It's luck of the draw and who you get. And two seeds always a much tougher place than getting your your bye. But um, I mean, do do I think we would beat the Chiefs right now? No. Do I think we would beat the Packers or the Ravens right now? No. Do I think we'd beat Seattle right now? No. Do I think we'd beat anybody else? Maybe. I don't. I can't <laughs> yeah. think of another team that I'm like. But I mean, it's, that's the thing. Is it's like the postseason's weird because sometimes. I mean, like last year, you have you know, uh, Chiefs-Ravens, which were the two front runners, and they play second round. So yeah. it's like your Super Bowl, you know what I mean? 
it depends on the luck of your draw. If you can get big teams to take each other out, then you've only got to beat one big team. You know what I mean? You've only got to beat one big threat because they've, they've done half the work for you. My, okay, so um, there, perfect. Super Bowl picks. I went with uh, Chiefs and Packers with the Chiefs winning. Uh, who's, your, who's your matchup? Um, Ravens, are again, Ravens look good this year, and they were unlucky last year. They're always a threat. Chiefs, definitely full potential. Again, it's the same squad pretty much, and so and they're playing well. I feel like they're going to be less impressive this year, though. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to look more like an, a, a normal quarterback than like a superhuman so I think he's just, I think that first couple of years was pure skill. And I think now he's there. It's kind of like you don't need to get 500 yards and win by four touchdowns. You can win by one touchdown and still do your work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the game for them against the Chargers was a super strange game in the sense that a an incredibly rookie team with a, you know, first time quarterback made him look average, which is really hard to do because they have arguably the best team in the league. Um, so there's something that the Chargers figured out in that game that other teams will be looking at. Not, you know, they may not be able to pull it off, but they figured out some way, like if you do this, this, and this, it shuts them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem with other teams, like teams like the Packers as an example right now, is they have too many facets. They've got an exceptional wide receiving core. They've got an exceptional running back core. They've got a fantastic quarterback. And then, you know, their defense is not off bad. And so it's like, well, you don't know where your threat's going to come from. So is that your NFC pick, the Packers? Uh, I, yeah, the pack. Yeah, probably the Packers. Probably. So I, I, I would not Ravens disagree with you. Um, you can't discount the Packers. You really so can't. So you're going to go Packers. Yeah, yeah. That's if not, I was, I mean, was going to put money down, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, it sucks as Bears fans that that's where you're going, but it's just. There's going to be a point where it ages out, where Aaron Rodgers is done and it doesn't quite work anymore. But, I mean, they're kind of – they're like a less glitzy Patriots of the heyday. Mm-hmm. Like, they've just – they've got the skill set. You know they're going to grind something out. Like, even when they lose, they don't lose by much. You know what I mean? They don't get blown out. There's no game where you just see them dead in the water. They've always – they're always live. They're always doing something. They've always got that ability. And so – you, you can't count them out. That's a dangerous team. And then anytime you have teams like that, you're going to find a way. When I feel watching... like, honestly, though. Oh, please go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like, I mean, to a, to a lesser degree, because we don't have the superstar pieces, but I feel like, honestly, in the last, this, this season, we've kind of been very similar. Well, we... I feel like old bears, we would have been done and dead in like games one and three. We'd, like, you'd have been like, all right, we're down by 14. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go, you know, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go cook but, but or eat the thing and about take a that. shit. In in any other year, this would have been week three of our preseason. Maybe we're only winning these games mm-hmm. because there aren't enough reps in for these other teams, including us. And if there was a preseason, maybe Mitch never starts those first three games. Maybe if there's a preseason, Foles is already hurt by this point. So it's difficult to know where things would stand in a normal season because of that. So mm-hmm. if the Bears are still playing like this at week seven or eight, then I'll agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But now it's still like, Technically, this would be the preseason, so we don't know how this all shakes out by the time January rolls around. We don't. We don't. And there's going to be, you know, a lot more to debate on it. And, and again, who the hell knows if we still have football by then? I, you know. So yeah, that's another thing. Do you I think, think the season finishes? Uh, depends. 
depends. The first team that goes down with it, because some team's going to go down with it. Like that's just even with all the, yeah, it, it's going to, it's going to happen. Even with all the testing and all the everything else, there's going to be something. Some, I mean, footballers with all due respect, not usually known for their wise decision-making. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's, somebody's going to sneak some chicken to the hotel room or somebody's going to do this, that, and the other. And then there's going to be five people coming down with it. And then that team, you know what I mean? They Then you have to like pull their one game. So it's like, all right, well, yeah, they were going to play whoever this week, but now they can't because we can't risk that team getting it. So that cancels one game. And then once one thing happens, paranoia happens. And then, you know, the team that's supposed to play them the week after, do they want to play them? Like, I don't you think know, it happens. Just... I think you're 100% wrong because baseball is so much more day-to-day. Uh, there's clearly a bubble for the NBA and the NHL. Football, because of the way it's set up, guys will just play with coronavirus and never report or it won't come out until like a year or two later that they had coronavirus. You have an excellent point in that. You have an excellent point in mm-hmm. that. But that is fudging the system. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah, for sure. Totally no, no, no. Right. I'm, I'm convinced yeah. the team has already had it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I assume you're probably right. But, yeah, no, you're if, if you're dealing with it how it would probably be dealt with, then, yes, you're probably correct. Like, yeah. they'll just pretend it never happened and then exactly. everything will be quote-unquote fine. And when there's um, only 16 games, if you're making $4 million in your contract, that means you're losing a quarter of a million dollars if you're not playing for some reason. You're going to play through that. Yeah. And that's not the like highest-played players here. So I can't yeah. see anybody willingly benching themselves if they could lose their money, other than that one guy from the Chiefs who's like a registered nurse who set the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know like, the Falcons had somebody out with it. I saw that just before the game where they were saying like, uh, the bears were still happy to play him and it was fine. And they quarantined the guy and they think it's just one blah, blah, blah. But it depends. Like, I mean, you have to assume at some point it would not be an unreasonable thing where you think how many NFL players, coaches, staff there are in any given team. Mm -hmm. It would be a reasonable assumption that somebody in the NFL profession will die of coronavirus before the end of the season, at least one. Oh, unfortunately, I hope it's not, but I think it's going to be the coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, former Chicago Bear, former coach of the Panthers. Before week one, it came out, he's got cancer, and he's dealing with cancer right now. So he's got a 52-man squad and then a practice squad. The likelihood of anyone getting coronavirus is pretty high, and like, I hope he doesn't pass away. He seems to be a very good coach and and a relatively good man. Like, I don't want him to die, but, like, He's probably high on the list of risk. You know what I mean? And he's he, yeah. like every other coach. Like, they're doing the thing where, like, half the game the mask is sort of on, but, like, their nose is never covered. Like, what are we – this is this is bad theory. I mean, that's, that's two-thirds of the country in oh, a sure. nutshell. You can get them to wear the mask in the first place, and then when they do, it's like a chin hammock or something. It's just yeah. like, well, that's useless. Um, but, like, I think that will drive the conversation, though. I think, I think it's fine because, I mean, I think – the NFL is just doing what truthfully a lot of the countries do, which is ignoring it because it hasn't personally affected you yet. Um, but the minute somebody dies, and I mean, like you say, because I mean, the crazy thing about it is it fucks up good, healthy people. It's mm-hmm. not a thing where you have to be, you know, 600 pounds overweight or have a weakened immune system. Like, obviously, you're more at risk with those things. Yeah. But healthy people are having heart attacks and, you know what I mean, dying and having strokes and things from this. So if you take, you know what I mean, Lamar Jackson, and all of a sudden, that's it. He gets coronavirus, and he can't breathe properly anymore, and he never plays football again, and he spends two months in the hospital. I mean, people are going to have to, you know what I mean? That's going to have a bigger effect, because if somebody sees 
a fit, healthy person in their prime get cut down by this, they're not going to want to play next week. And so, but are we I don't know. See I think somebody a lot, get cut down in their prime. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's entirely possible. It really is. This is a, an incredibly infectious disease. And with, with you saying about baseball, the thing with baseball is, uh, apart from your own team, you don't have to really touch. You know what I mean? You don't touch anybody. You touch a ball. Well, it depends on where your position the, you is. Know. If you're the catcher, you're dealing with the umpire yeah. and you're dealing with most every batter. But That's so, true. So but that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. And occasionally the first baseman, if there's a pickoff attempt or something like that, and you're trolling the guy close. And even then you're touching somebody with a gloved hand, as weird yeah. as that sounds. Like, you no, know no, no, you're not touching sense. him with your bear. Yeah, you're, you're, you have some form of a protective barrier on you, which is what teams you're touching people with. that are in the playoffs got coronavirus and had to sit for, like, weeks at a time. Because mm-hmm. and the Cardinals got it from going to the casino and denying it, yeah. and like so, like the the but that's what I'm saying. These are the things you're going to be dealing with. Is yeah, yeah, exactly. These, yeah. So here's the, the what we talked about mostly last year was me over, not overcoming, but like coming to grips with the CTE uh, reality. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred not on board. I'm not like pro CTE, but every single player knows the risk right now of what mm-hmm. they're doing. Unlike a decade ago. Every single player mm-hmm. knows the risk of coronavirus, but is it altering your enjoyment of the game? CTE? No, no, sure, but CTE. But more importantly, for this year, COVID nineteen. Because do you find yourself enjoying it, or do you? But does part of you feel like a bad person because you're watching something that probably shouldn't be happening for health reasons? I'll be honest with you, considering the fact that normal everyday people have been completely fucked over in this. And so for example, like a man who owns a McDonald's has to go to work every day, has to let people into his McDonald's every day, has to argue with people to put face masks on every day. And he's doing that for like, you know, 45,000 a year or whatever it is. I I don't have any guilt on that. I think if, if somebody making a small amount of money, if somebody making minimum wage has to go risk their life every day, which they shouldn't, I want to prefix that by saying, I think that's the complete incorrect thing that we should be doing. But if that's happening, I, I don't have an insane amount of guilt for somebody making, you know, $11 million to go play 16 games because they're getting far better healthcare. They're getting yeah. far more concern put into what they're doing. So no, I, I don't have any guilt. Do I think they should be playing? No, I don't think anybody should be doing anything. I think we should be actually trying to deal with this and get it cut off so we can do these things again. Do you, you know what I mean? Do you have any hesitancy to watch football because of how the fans it, where you live reacted before game one of the Chiefs game? I mean, that's just assholes being assholes. You have <laughs> to remember that, like, the problem with it is, I don't know, like, it is an, it's an unfair reflection of specifically where I am from. Um, in the sense that, like, I live in Kansas City. It's it's the blue pocket of a shitload of red. Like, mm-hmm. it is the little blue bit surrounded by, until you hit the next college town, you're just red. You're red till you hit St. Louis, pretty much. Um, but that's what you have to remember is Kansas City Chiefs are mostly a Missouri and Kansas, you know, that's where the fans live. And so you're pulling from, like, middle Missouri, south Missouri, western Kansas, these are people, that's their team. So they're going to travel and they're going to do these things. They're, they're not renowned for their tolerance and their, their forethought on any progressive issue. You know what I mean? If you held a sign outside and you were getting abortion, pro-abortion signatures, you wouldn't do well. But that, that is just, that's sadly one of the things of 
of sports is you don't get to pick who also likes your team. You don't get to pick how that is. But I will say the thing that's sad about it is like all the people I know who are chief fans, they're good people. They're solid human beings. But then that's why I know them. I like them and I like their moral character. Uh, and so I feel bad for them just because, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's never nice when people have that opinion of you and the people who live in your area because that's not the people you see and that's not the people you interact with and you know. Um, but I will remember, like, I've been to two, I've been to two Chiefs-Bears games. I've been to one here and I've been to one at Soldier Field. And the one at Soldier Field, uh, I went with people who were in Chiefs jerseys, obviously, because they're sporting in Poland. And then the one that was here, I wore my Bears stuff. Um, leaving both stadiums was an entirely different experience. How so? Um, well, for example, both times the, the away team won. So when I went and saw Bears Chiefs, I think it was like five years ago, it was at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Jay Cutler threw the last touchdown pass, three seconds left, and we won the game. Uh, walking through the parking lot was just people hurling abuse at me. People wanting to fight me. <laughs> yeah. Like people just being like, like I had a, cause I had a, at the time it was a Brandon Marshall Jersey. Yeah. I think. Um, and he had his problems, uh, which obviously I think we talked about in a different <laughs> podcast we did once. Um, but he had his, he had his demons. And so like, I've got people like just, I've just got people like drunkenly in my face being like, I'm just waiting for somebody to fight me. I'm just waiting for somebody to say something. And it's just like, it's a fucking game, man. Like for fuck's sake. Yeah. And so, and the funny part of that is too, they went on to the postseason that year and we didn't, they won every game after that. They started like Oh and three and they finished like 13 and three there's, we shit the bed and did nothing. Um, but completely different story when we were in soldier field, um, the chiefs, completely shut us out. I think it was like 17 to three. We scored like a garbage time field goal and that was it. But like leaving the stadium, like everybody's super nice to my friends. Everybody's like, yeah, you guys play well. And then when there's a tunnel, you kind of go through as you get out of soldier field, like through the park and there's just like a giant tunnel. And there was a whole bunch of chiefs fans and a whole bunch of bears fans. And so to break the tension, everybody just started chanting, fuck green Bay. And everybody <laughs> thought it was hilarious. And that was it. So that was the way you're dealing with it. There wasn't like any of this animosity. There wasn't any of this like, fuck you for beating us. It was just like, oh, what are we going to find common ground on? Oh, yeah, fuck the Packers. That's um, great. Oh, yeah, man. and so it was nice. And so I had these two very conflicting experiences and where it's sad because renownedly here, it's always like, oh, people from the Midwest are so nice and they're so – and it's like, yeah, until you get the football kind. And then they're, no, no, really they're not. They're just kind of – it's just a hate vessel. You know what I mean? They're not watching this for the enjoyment. They're watching this to fucking yell at people. And Maybe that should be the Washington football team, man. The Washington hate vessels. It should be. Uh, well, I'm glad the Washington that, hate vessels. I'm glad that you and I root for the that's same just, hate that's vessels. That's their whole thing. I'm really trying to say. So bear down, buddy. <laughs>